Brown Guy Radio Sports is brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman. New storefronts and Buck Walder Motors is proud to be part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buck Walder Motors in Wellman and Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. We are talking about sports memorabilia today, uh, specifically baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards, and a, and a way that you can get in on super expensive boxes of cards and uh, uh, without having to pay all the money, just a, a reasonably priced way to get involved in, in what they call breaks. And uh, we have the, the guys from R&B Breaks today. Can you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, yeah, Ryan Trilk here. Um, and then uh, Brad. Yeah, nice to meet you guys. Okay. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about your background and why you guys decided to uh, – uh, form this R and B breaks, and uh, 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 who's been participating, and, and and what do they get out of it? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, I guess my background uh, from Dubuque, Iowa. Grew up here my whole life. Lived here my whole life. Um, I work out in Dyersville, which, as uh, especially Iowa people know, but baseball fans across the nation know that the Field of Dreams is out here. Um, I've been in the sports my whole life, played sports my whole life. Uh, the hobby of uh, sports cars has been something that I've done my whole life, something that me and my dad and my brother did when, ever since I was a kid. Um, kind of the uh, the idea of the, the card-breaking groups that got really popular in the last four or five years or so was something that, uh, you know, I've been, I participated in. Um, you know, they're fun. It's a way to get into, like you said, really expensive, valuable boxes uh, with a chance to, you know, get a really valuable card at a fraction of the cost that would be to to buy something, you know, online or your local hobby shop or something like that. So um, Brad and myself had talked about this for about six months prior to launching, about two and a half months ago. But uh, we've grown up to almost 200 members so far in that short amount of time, and we're having a blast doing it. So, Brad, I want you to a little background on yourself. Yeah, I also grew up in Dubuque, Iowa. I've been here my whole life. I'm currently the wellness coordinator at Hirschbach Trucking. I also do personal training on the side as well. And then now adding this new venture with Ryan. I also grew up collecting my whole life. Ever since when I was a little kid, my favorite player was always Frank Thomas and Dwight Gooden. Frank Thomas had a better path going, I guess, but still always liked Dwight Gooden. Uh, over the past 20, 30 years, I've always collected stuff. I got a nice private collection of autographed movie memorabilia posters. Grew up going to card shows, especially the ones put on by uh, Dave Orr, who owns Tri-State Baseball Cards. I can remember just going there as a kid and just being in, just being in heaven. All the, just going to, every Sunday, one Sunday a month, I used to have them, so we'd spend hours and hours there. And it's, it's cool to see how the cards have progressed in the past 20 years. I remember when Shaquille O'Neal was a rookie, and now his, he has a kid who plays in the, in the pros. So 
it's wild to see it, just how stuff has changed, especially with the hobby right now. And it's a blast being able to get some of the product we have. I know a lot of boxes nowadays are pretty pricey, but us doing the breaks provides people affordable chances at getting into the breaks and possibly pulling pretty much once in a lifetime cards, which we actually had a few of them the other day that Ryan pulled, which is pretty cool. He pulled a Julio, Julio Rodriguez autograph numbered out of 25, I believe. So we had a happy camper pulled getting that one. So yeah, uh, and that, that was only possible because uh, you guys buy many, many boxes. And then you can, for a price, either get in, uh, and sometimes you do it by the team, and it's a different price for each team. Uh, but you bought 40 boxes of Bowman's. That was my first. Uh, I don't know whether they're blaster boxes or or exactly what, what type of boxes they were. Can you tell me? Yeah, yeah, those. So, yeah, those, uh, uh, there's different. So there's different, for those that don't know, there's different kind of uh, two categories for sports cards. You have the hobby market, then you have the retail market. So the retail market is something that you can go to, uh, you know, Target, Walmart, Walgreens, any of your local stores, and, uh, you know, you see the card section you can buy there. The hobby market is stuff that you can only get off of uh, distributor websites or your local hobby shop that's put out directly by um the uh, distributor manufacturer, which the two most popular ones are Panini and Topps. Um, but the ones we did there was a, it was a factory direct sealed case, but there was 40, yeah, 40 blasters, they call them, which are the they're six packs a box, um, but there was 40 in that. So you have a sealed case, so you know we had six packs per blaster. There was 40 in there. So that's, you know, 240 packs we had to go. We opened with 12 cards per pack. So gives you a lot of chances to get something good in them. Yeah, and uh, how much is it per box? Um, For that, um, you know, retail-wise, for the Bowman Blasters, those ones, uh, if you can find them, because they're very hard to find, um, they're usually range between $35 and $40 a box for that particular uh, retail product Bowman. Bowman is always the, the top product for baseball released every year because they have first Bowman cards in there, which is essentially a player's first licensed card from someone in baseball that had previously been drafted um, or, an inter- or an international signee for teams as well. So, so that's uh, I was able to buy for $18 one team, uh, there were some teams that were like $135 a piece, but probably had better prospects and, and things. But uh, yeah. for $18, I was able to get on involved in uh, uh, getting part of 40 boxes at 35 bucks a piece, you know? So I didn't even spend uh, uh, about half what it cost for one box, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. I was able to sit there all night long and get players from a certain team. And I was lucky enough to get an autographed one uh, 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 that time. And there's other, you guys have other breaks, you know, last night we did one with just a couple uh, top scrum, uh, uh-huh. um, yep. but you do it for all the sports. Uh, if somebody was listening and, and, and wanted to get in on it, wanted to try it out, there's a, uh, let's tell them about this uh, next one that you're doing, that you just posted. Let's see, Brad. Uh, I believe the next one, we have a nine box blaster Bowman break. I believe yep. Ryan. Brian just yep. posted that one up there as well. So yep. that yep. one. So let's, yeah, we, we want to do, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that do it where it's, 
where it's really high-end stuff and it's uh it's a lot more expensive to get in um i kind of our goal when we started this was to be able to provide um breaks that would appeal to everyone um where you can get in you know anywhere from eight to you know eight to fifteen dollars a spot where eventually you know we want to grow to the case where there's or to the to the place where you know there's boxes out there at retail at 10 to 12 grand um for products where you can pull you know really um high-end valuable things so i mean if you're having a twelve thousand dollar box versus a thirty thousand dollar box you're talking you know not many people can afford that um so really what we wanted to do with this is to have some higher end product and some lower end product that gives everybody a chance to get in and, you know, kind of enjoy the hobby and get to go. And we've had several people um, reach out to us to say that it's, it's a way that they're connecting with their kids. Their kids are watching the breaks with them. They're enjoying it. We give all of our, we, we, um, we save all of our base cards, um, which we state in the breaks. We only send out inserts and autographs and all that, but we save all of our base cards. And every base card we have, we give out to breakers, or not breakers, um, members of our group, their kids, whoever. We kind of have a list of who their favorite players, our teams are. We give those out to kids. We're going to donate a bunch to the Boys and Girls Club. At the show that's coming up this Sunday, we're going to have a bunch of team bags available for all the kids to come and grab. So pretty much just friend of the joy that uh, Brad and myself got to do as kids as well to introduce kids to the hobby. And, and anyone, I mean, anyone can, can, can get into it any time. That's the joy of it. Well, and they have a lot more than, than baseball. Uh, baseball is maybe their uh, least popular thing that they do. But uh, if you want to get in on this, where they break down nine blaster boxes, uh, and it's mostly current players and prospects, uh, for $14 a slot, you can get a team, a random team, and they'll kind of randomize it. and You don't know exactly what team you get. But you'll get all those uh, players and all those valuable cards that, that come out that way. Uh, is is that about what I, I explain it right? Yes, yes, sir. Well, let's talk about other than baseball. Uh, I know you got these monopoly basketball ones and football ones and different kinds of of products, and uh, that's also pretty popular. So, no matter what your sport is, you can get in on this, right? Correct. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, there's certain products that have high demand. Uh, there's been a craze over these. Uh, these Monopoly uh, NBA Prism boxes that uh, are Target exclusive. And people go and buy them all up, and then you can go on any group on eBay, and people are selling them at, you know, between $50 and $60 a spot every single break. Um, you know, when they're when they're breaking, when they're selling them individually, we're, we're selling them between $35 and $40 when we line our things because we don't want to price gouge stuff, and we want, like I said, we want everyone to, to get in. But there's there's definitely um, there's definitely products that command way more attention um, and desire to you know open than others. There's the one coming up uh, that comes out in two weeks. It has um, the one that has Caitlin Clark in it from Iowa uh, for Bowman. It's called Bowman Chrome U, so it's all college and international prospects. Um, and then it also has Victor Wembanyama, which is He'll be the number one pick in the upcoming draft for the NBA. He currently plays in France, but he's regarded as the highest touted prospect ever to come out into the NBA draft. And this one has his very first official on-card autograph in it. So 
I mean, this stuff is is skyrocketing in price um, for the demand that it's that it's uh, it's gaining. So that's just an example of you know, there's there's certain products out there that that people want more than others, but you know, we try to get everything all sports. We definitely there's people that love WWE wrestling. We'd love to get into WWE wrestling. There's people that love hockey. We'd love to get into hockey. It's basically you know, we tell the members in our group, you know weekly that anything you guys want any interest you want we'll do our best to you know to get that type of product for you guys well give us an example of maybe an upcoming football or basketball one that you got coming up we do have um prism 2022 correct ryan coming up yep yep um let's see currently we have a we have a 2022-23 panini optic basketball breakup that is um, I believe twenty dollars a spot, and that's a so when Panini re- releases stuff or Panini or Tops, um, the very first stuff they package out has a sticker on it. And it's called first off the line or first edition. So these usually have separate parallels in them that are uh, lower serial numbered. So the the scarcity and the rarity of the card is uh, one of the key factors in determining the the value of it. Um, with the first off the line product, you're getting inserts in there that you can only get in these, um, meaning that they sell for more, but in general, also the boxes cost more. So right now we have a an optic um, box up right now for NBA that's uh, twenty dollars a spot for thirty spots. Again, thirty the thirty spots uh, represents all thirty teams in the NBA, and um, Right now, it's kind of a downtime for the NFL um, because the 2022 season is, you know, is, is weared off. The hype is weared off. The hype of going into 2023 is coming up. So there's not a ton of brand new product out for that. But we will be listing some football stuff coming up midweek. That's uh, 2022 Prism. And the good stuff about 2022, especially in Iowa, is that Brock Purdy, who played at Iowa State, is now with the San Francisco 49ers. He's in that product, and he has a high, high resale value and collectability market, especially in the state of Iowa. So a lot of people like to go and chase for him in there. So it's a fun. We want everyone to have fun. We don't want people to to get upset, uh, you know, if they don't get anything. Obviously, if it were up to us, you know, everybody would be getting, you know, everything in there. But it's kind of a luck of the draw. But I mean, so far we've been we've been having a lot of luck and making a lot of people happy with their pulls. So it's been a blast. Yeah, and, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Now, if you have a grandkid that you want to get some baseball cards for, you got your own personal baseball card collection, uh, or 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 sports memorabilia, or you'd like to do something for for someone that does like that stuff, you need to go to Facebook and find R and B Breaks because all this information is on that. And uh, anytime that you guys want to get in, you just find the find the 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 boxes that you want to be a part of. And go in the comments and say, I'll take spot six or I'll take spot 30. Uh, I think I have that right, right? Yep. 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 Yeah, we do it, uh, you know, depending on the product and depending on the sport and what team or what people want. Sometimes we'll do, uh, you pick your spot. Sometimes we'll do a pick your team, um, like we did in the one that you mentioned before with the, the 40 blaster boxes. You know, you were able to choose your team. Um, we'll do some where we, uh, well, that we mentioned earlier about the 
the college product. Um, we don't know what team these these players will be on yet, so that's going to be an alphabetical break. So you know, 26 letters in the alphabet. So say if you get uh, if you if you're randomly assigned the letter C, then you'll get every single Caitlin Clark card in there from Iowa. Just an example of how that goes. So there's a lot of different formats you can do uh, regarding how you set these breaks up. But, uh, yeah, the one that, that we do uh, most commonly is what you had uh, just said as far as picking your spot, and then your team is randomly assigned to you. Okay. Yeah. So, and we did uh, too as well when we started off. So let's talk Let's talk about some of the hits that you guys got. Uh, uh, you, you got a, a multiple $1,000 card with the uh, uh, with the uh, Rodriguez – or who was yeah, it you yeah, picked up? Yeah, yeah so – yeah, the one that was our best weekend over the weekend was uh, in 2022 Tops Chrome Baseball. Uh, one of the desired players in that was Julio Rodriguez. He was rookie of the year last year for Seattle Mariners. And we pulled a very happy customer. Uh, it's called uh, the parallel was an orange wave parallel, and it was an autograph number to 25. And uh, he's sending that in to be graded. Uh, we can talk about that also as the grading process, which adds value to the card. Um, but he's expecting to get around twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars resale for that, wow. and it was a and it was a ten dollars spot to buy in. So he, he for ten dollars he got maybe a thirty five hundred dollar card. Now, talk to me about grading because I'm a little confused on how to do it and where to do it at. I know there's this new company called Tag, and I am told that eventually they will have like uh, vending machines that you can just slide the card in and it comes out graded, but uh, uh, how do you, do you guys help with getting graded, or, or can you assist someone that, that gets a card that's probably worth getting graded? Brad, 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 you go ahead. Brad's a lot more knowledgeable about grading than I am. So with grading, there's many factors. I think every company uh, is a little bit different. The major players you have in the game are PSA, and they pretty much dominate the game. They've been in it for the past almost probably 25 to 30 years. And then your second one up is SGC. Uh, they also have really nice slabs, and which is when you get the card put in. And then there's back at grading service, BGS. They're the, those are probably the top three. So they'll analyze the card. They typically break down a few different components. One centering, surface of the card, the corners, and they'll come up with a grade based on that. And usually everyone's goal out of this is to get a 9 or a 10. But the difference sometimes between a 9 or a 10 could be, example, I have a 1993 Derek Jeter uh, rookie card, SP rookie. And if a, you had a PSA 10 on that one, I believe that sells for probably north of $300,000. Where the PSA 9 would go for about ten to 15000 And then I have the PSA 8, which that's between probably five and $800 now. So some cards like that that are really condition sensitive will have huge price gaps. So your goal is always to try to get a PSA 9 or 10 out of these. And you can get whatever card you want to get graded if you have a nice base card. Typically some people get those graded, especially uh, NBA, a lot of the pris basic prisms because you'll get a lot of rookies out of those that in the, it, would, it takes a few years for them to develop. So you could get someone who has a $5 base rookie right now, and then three years later, if you have that as a PSA 10, it could be worth up to $200. So, Well, what are some of, of the, the basketball players that, uh, and football players that you've got that are also uh, worth good money? Uh, can you repeat that, please? 
Like, uh, can you give me any? I know we got Julio Rodriguez rookie card in baseball. What about in basketball and football? Have you pulled any uh, valuable cards out of those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last weekend we pulled out, out of the uh, the uh, Panini Optic we mentioned for NBA. We pulled uh, Apollo Banchero, who was the rookie of the year last year in the NBA. He plays for the Orlando Magic. Uh, went to Duke, and we pulled a first autograph rookie card of him, uh, a blue parallel number to 25. And actually, this was a just-released product. So um, the way you can set the value on a lot of these is, is traditionally in the old days, uh, you would look at um, your standard Beckett magazine that would give you the prices. And that's kind of how you uh, how you would price gauge stuff as far as the, the value both, you know, um, you know, for you to hold on to and for what people would buy it for. Nowadays, uh, you know, the king is eBay um, to see, you know, what people or what those cards have sold for in the past. With this being a brand new product, none of these versions have sold of that particular card. But we, kind of between us and with the, another happy customer that, that got it, we estimated it to be about a twelve to $1,500 card as well. So, um I mean, the, the stuff, and that was actually pulled out of, a, if we want to talk about an example of, a, of value, that was pulled out of a $30 box of cards uh, that he pulled. It was a, we call it, we call it mixer. So mixers are usually when you have the same sport, but you have two or more different products in them. So you're not just opening the same product. Like we opened the Bowman, just the Bowman the other night, but this one was the Monopoly there was uh, Panini Optic Retail, and then there was Panini Optic Hobby. And this came out of the retail box, which is a $30 box. And, you know, we pulled a twelve to $1,500 card in there. So, I mean, you can get this stuff anywhere. There's certain, you know, there's certain, uh, there's certain cards and players that you're not going to find in the retail stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean collectability-wise and, and just for enjoyment that, you know, any anything you want to open is, is enjoyable if you're into the hobby for collecting, which we both are. Okay, well, uh, tell us, uh, you know, uh, uh, and you get some cards that aren't retail, if I understand, some like yep, factory yep, direct boxes. Yep. yep, yep. So we order, you know, we order from a, a, a distributor, and uh, so yeah, any we'll always post it, you know, um, on our on our page. But I would say the. You know, probably about now, you know, when we started off, um, when we only had, you know, a dozen people in our group, the first few boxes we had were only retail um, because of the fact that we didn't have the, the demand for it. Um, now, I would say probably, you know, 85 to 90 percent of the breaks we list are hobby boxes, um, which in turn are more expensive, but they're going to um, have the possibility to put out um a higher collectability factor as far as value in your cards, value in the inserts, the autographs available. Um, for instance, in that Bowman, the Bowman stuff we opened, um, there's a website that put a, a $1 million bounty on Drew Jones, who's a huge prospect in baseball right now. He was the biggest guy that's come out of this 2023 stuff that if you pull his one of one, meaning it's the only one in the world produced, if you pull his one of one super fractor autograph, they'll pay you a million dollars for it. So there is now that's saying there's only one of them and there's, you know, millions of dollars or millions of boxes in the world. So, you know, the chance of getting them is, you know, it's like, it's like hitting the jackpot on a slot machine, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty rare, but if you can 
if you can get lucky one time, you know, it's, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of of money uh, and collectability in the hobby, and it's really picked up in the last you know five to seven years. As far as NBA, the when the ESPN did the Last Dance special on the on the '90s, or I guess on all of Jordan's Bulls, you know, but it focused on '91 to '93, then '96 to '98. Um, when that happened, that was during COVID. Uh, the hobby absolutely skyrocketed as far as demand for cards and especially Michael Jordan stuff. Um, you know, the kind of the holy grail for basketball cards is a Michael Jordan 1990 or 1986 clear um, rookie card, which is an iconic card in the industry. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just all over the place and, and everything is, you know, everything has its market. So it just depends on what you want to, what you want to collect, how much you want to spend. And we try to, you know, offer that for everyone, for every, every sport price range, et cetera. Well, uh, the term value has different meanings to different people. Uh, when I was a young kid, you know, and I may have made some of my best decisions in my life when I was 10 or 11 years old, you know, but if I did my homework every night and if I mowed the yard and if I, uh, cleaned my room and made my bed and, uh, didn't back talk my parents and uh, they didn't get a call from the school uh, on Friday night, I would get a dollar, you know, right. and I would spend up to 30 cents of that on a pack of baseball cards. Right. And, and those baseball cards were my toys. Uh, I would go to, I didn't read books at night. I would read the back of baseball cards. I would sleep with baseball cards under my pillow. I would line up my baseball cards in the basement on the floor. Like they were, playing left field and shortstop and the whole team. And I would put the, the batters in order and I would take a pencil and a golf ball and I would swing the bat. And if they hit the cards, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, and I would trade anything that wasn't a baseball card for baseball cards. And everybody liked the Cardinals and Cubs. And I liked the, the big red machine in, in Cincinnati. And uh, I liked the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I made lots and lots of trades and, I wound up with tons of Ricky Hendersons and Nolan Ryans and uh, somewhere if I can find it, I've got about 50 of the best cards somewhere. I, I don't know exactly where, but they got all the Thurman Munsons and Reggie Jacksons and Pete Roses and Johnny Benches, but I still have all those and rookie cards. And, uh, you know, I didn't uh, uh, know what I was getting or, or didn't really realize that at some point they would be valuable, but uh, baseball cards, you know, and then, um, uh, it's a way for me to connect with my grandson. You know, my grandfather was uh, taking me to baseball games uh, when I was very little. I, I saw my first Iowa Cubs game when I, in 1970. Uh, 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 I even uh, have one of the guys that played in that game, uh, uh, Jim Driscoll, who played for the Oakland A's and the Texas Rangers and the Cincinnati Reds. He calls into my shows and we kind of reminisce about uh, about all that stuff. When you were a kid, you know, in Iowa growing up, and you got to go to uh, an Iowa Cubs game, I mean, that was like a three-hour drive at the time because they didn't have the – the. Uh, uh, but it was like going to heaven. You know what I mean? It was a, a great experience, and, and uh, my grandpa would uh, jump on the rails, hop on the, the trains, and ride it to St. Louis. Uh, and every weekend he would watch the Browns and the Cardinals, and he was uh, – he wound up being Satchel Page's uh, uh, bat boy, and Satchel Page helped teach him how to pitch because he was he saw lots of Negro League games, and I have all this knowledge. and And now, through these baseball cards, 
that I, I do a little show with my grandson called Leo Rips, and he opens up the baseball cards, and and it brings back memories for me that I can share with him. And that's that's the kind of connection that that I'm into. You know, I'm not against having valuable cards or or any of it, but I mean. You know, I, I watch guys make breaks, you know, and they'll go past a Mick Kelleher card from the Chicago Cubs from the 1970s, and that'll just bring a flood of memories back to me. You know, I remember yeah. a 17-inning game where he laid down a bunt and uh, uh, a squeeze bunt, and they won the game. You know what I mean? He was a bit player, didn't play a lot, but it brought back memories. You know what I mean? I don't know if you yeah. guys connect that way, but that's how I connect to it. Oh, yeah, we definitely can. Especially the nostalgic factor of collecting cards. Like now they have some called they call it the junk era wax for baseball, which is typically like late eighties, early nineties. And we just I just bought a private collection of I think like twenty nineteen ninety one score boxes. So with the, with those, I mean you can still pull some big players out of there. Ken Griffey Jr., Frank Thomas. I mean they're not worth a lot, but just looking through them, it just brings back memories of your childhood. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean it's like. So there's, there's a few teams that I really connect with. Uh, I got to see all those, you know, I was early 70s uh, with the Iowa Oaks. And then I got to watch, uh, you know, pitchers like By the Blue and Gene Tennant and catchers like Gene Tennis and Manny Trio and George Hendricks and, and Joe Rudy. And all these guys that were playing for the Iowa Oaks are now playing in the World Series and they're winning three in a row, you know, and, and I, I could see 10 or 12 players that I saw play. And then, uh, you know, then we go to uh, uh, the Atlanta Braves had a team in Burlington. And then when they had all those runs, there were, you know, six, seven players that were key to that team. Uh, the 1990 Cincinnati Reds, uh, Dibble, uh, Eric Davis, Paul O'Neill, Reggie Sanders, Joe Oliver uh, were all there uh, for those games. And I got to see that. Uh, I got to see the Kansas City Royals players in the minor leagues and that's uh that's where uh i connect those are the teams that i kind of gravitate towards uh and those are the memories that i'm talking about yeah you know um you know talking about the pastime you know uh my uh my brother grew up in minnesota um my dad went to school up in minnesota they moved back to dubuque and then i was born so my brother and my dad are both enormous minnesota sports fans my brother's a twin fanatic I grew up as a Cubs fan, um, so I'm a Cubs, you know, uh, a Cubs fanatic. Um, but, you know, baseball, if you're talking baseball for me, baseball is, you know, one of the only sports where um, I can enjoyably watch any team playing. And, you know, the people that, uh, you know, that they watch in a baseball game is like watching paint dry. Well, they don't. I don't think they share the types of uh, experiences that it sounds like the three of us have had, where you know it brings us back to our childhood, going to games with my family. That was one thing that we would do usually every summer is to go to a game either up in the old Metrodome, uh, up at Old County Stadium for Milwaukee, or over at Wrigley for uh, for the Cubs. And you know, those are things that when you're you know an eight to ten year old kid and you see these players, you know, I grew up. I grew up in you know one of the you know, it's, it's controversial because, you know, we grew up in the steroid era of baseball, but after the strike, you know, the steroid era of baseball basically saved the sport. Um, it brought people back in. It brought fans back in. And, I mean, I'm pretty fortunate to grow up. Sammy Sosa was obviously my favorite player growing up. I loved Ryan Sandberg, Mark Grace. But seeing these players in person as a kid, you know, 
they're truly role models and they're larger than life and just the game of baseball itself you know it's it's called America's pastime for a reason, you know. It's 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 just a it's a beautiful game. And I saw Mark Grace play when he played for the Peoria Chiefs and for the Iowa Cubs, and uh, uh, I saw Ryan Sandberg as he managed the the uh, Peoria Chiefs. In fact, he had Josh Donaldson on his team uh, uh, when I saw him play. Uh, uh, I saw Paul Molitor play shortstop for the Burlington Bees. You know, uh, several players that went on to be. Uh, you know, Hall of Famers and uh, great, great players. Uh, and, and they've all come, it seems like so many of them come through. I think like 235 uh, players that played for the Burlington Bees made the major leagues, you know. So there was yeah, all... I mean, and you, you talk about, uh, you know, the kind of the cycle of connecting, you know, with your, your kids, your grandkids. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, I took, uh, you know, my, da- my dad and myself and, my daughter, my nephew, my daughter's boyfriend, and one of my sons went up to uh, to watch the the Brewers play the Angels. Um, and I mean, there's just yeah, to me, there's there's very few few things, in particular, sport based baseball, because unlike football, where you're having to pay hundreds of dollars, usually a ticket uh, to go, baseball is always affordable. Um, you know, it's uh, the good thing about Milwaukee is it's enclosed up there. It's easy to get to. Um, but like I said, I'm a Cubs fan. We went up and watched the Angels play. I've never seen Mike Trout play. I've never seen Shohei Otani play. Um, so, I mean, it was they have a great deal going where it's $16, I believe, on Sundays for a ticket, a pop, a hot dog, and free parking. So, I mean, you can take your whole family there for 100 bucks, or for 100 bucks. You can't do that for, for any other sport. I mean, that's why, you know, in my opinion, baseball is the greatest sport on earth. And I saw Mike Trout when he played for the Cedar Rapids Colonels, you know? Yep. And you, yep. you, you see those guys, you know, you tr- check these minor league parks out, you know, uh, because there are big-time yeah, players. Uh, uh, they're coming through there. Uh, Carlos Correa, they're in the Quad Cities, you know? Yep. Number one yeah, overall yeah. draft pick. Uh, yes, Correa was for the River. Yeah, I played for the River Band. It's Trout for the Colonels. Uh I believe Byron Buxton went through for the Colonel. Yeah, Byron Buxton was a Colonel, you know. Uh, Vita Blue was a pitcher for the Burlington Bees. Uh, Johnny Vandermeer pitched for Burlington. He went on and threw back-to-back no-hitters in baseball. Uh, Yep. uh, Yep. uh, uh, Oh, I I could just go on and on and on and on. Larry Walker, you know, uh, just great Hall of Fame players. I think three of them I saw played in the – made it to the Hall of Fame, so – well, uh, we could just talk about this forever, but let's redirect back to the R&B breaks and talk about how if you're listening to this and you go to this R&B breaks Facebook page, you can get in and, and you're going to really enjoy watching these breaks and you guys are entertaining the way you do it. And uh, uh, you'd be proud of my grandson uh, because uh, last time he, he did a break, the first thing he did was open a root beer. As, yeah. as you yeah. guys like to have a drink or two in between uh, 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 breaks, uh, which I kind of enjoy, you know, it's just everybody's got yeah. their thing that they do. You know, I got a, a guy I call baseball games with. He likes to say boom shakalaka, you know. Oh, uh, yep, yep, yeah. We're, yeah, I mean, we love to, we, we've been talking, you know, we love to patent, you know, a couple phrases. We've been working with someone to, uh, which we, re- we recently previewed, uh, we updated our logo. We got some really fun templates coming out to, uh, to be more interactive on uh, when we post, you know, big hits, when we post breaks, um, you know, but for me, it's, 
you know, after long days of work, you know, morning, getting the kids ready, working, uh, coming home, you know, it's kind of a chance to kind of wind down a little bit. So I see nothing wrong with, you know, having a couple cold ones and, uh, and talking to everyone and hopefully everyone's having as much fun as we are when the, when we're, uh, when we're opening. Well, when I'm watching, I'm having fun with you. I've only done it twice. Uh, but, uh, it's just so fun to see the cards and the cards are, don't look anything like they did when I was a kid, you know, they're pretty plain Jane, you know, uh, that was good enough for us. We didn't have the internet or anything. We just, uh, uh, just run home from school and watch the Cubs. See if Dave Kingman was going to knock a ball out of the Wrigley field or, or Lee Smith was going to be able to come in and hold the lead. It was, uh, uh, just, I just love baseball and I've loved it. And I, I, and like you say, I, I go out and call high school baseball games for teams that don't have any coverage, you know? Uh, um, and I'm out every, you know, three, four, five nights a week calling a, a baseball game for some school that doesn't have a radio, doesn't have any streaming or anything to go with it, you know? So yep, we're out yep. there to, and I get to see great pitches and I, I, I can see a 10 to nothing game and still really enjoy it, you know? Cause I enjoy oh, yeah. watching that pitcher pitch and I enjoy seeing when he's going to select that curveball and, and all the other things that go along with it. So yeah, it's been uh, really fun. Uh, I probably better let you guys go. Cause this is just going on and on and on, but uh, yeah, uh, for hours. We'll, how about this? We'll do it again. Is there anything that you guys want to mention about your, your R and B breaks uh, before I let you go? Uh, again, we have our we have our card show coming up Sunday at the Field of Dreams. So if any of you guys are local or if you live in Des Moines, even make make the drive, come out and just kind of meet the community of card collectors around the area. And and on top of it, you get to see the Field of Dreams and what it's become since the renovation. So I hope to see some of our members come out there and hopefully some new ones too. And if you guys are interested, Round Guy Radio did an episode about the Field of Dreams uh, itself with the proprietor from there. And we also covered the uh, minor league game that was there. And uh, we had a guy actually there report from it. And then we talked to the Quad City River Bandits manager or owner after they won. So yeah, if you like baseball, uh, these guys got it. I got it. You like football. These guys got it. I got it. You like basketball. These guys got it. And I'm out there every, every uh, night of the week trying to cover some, some basketball games during the basketball season, do the most, comprehensive uh, coverage of, of uh, football in Southeast Iowa, high school football. And we help kids get scholarships and uh, uh, the uh, uh, scouts uh, are always in contact. We've got like 17 scouts that contact us during the football season about players. So, uh, awesome. well, thanks for being with us, guys. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. This episode of Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. There are big changes coming to downtown Wellman, new storefronts, and Buckwaller Motors is proud to be part of those changes. You can still find that reliable family car for you or your student at Buckwalder Motors in Wellman and Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa.